Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast, where as a church, we believe that Jesus should be accessible to anyone. So if you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can have access to the weekend worship experience. We'd love for you to stay connected with us by visiting us at journeyorl.com or any social media platform using at journeyorl. Thanks for being with us, and we really hope you enjoy this message. I want to read a passage of scripture to you. It's on the screen behind us. It goes like this. Are we beginning to praise ourselves again? Are we like others who need to bring you letters of recommendation or who ask you to write such letters on their behalf? Surely not. So, so Paul's saying, am I bragging about myself? I know it sounds like I'm bragging about myself because I'm telling you about all the people that were raising from the dead and all the homeless people that were feeding and the impact that we're making. But I want you to know I'm not bragging about myself. This is verse 2 now. The only letter of recommendation we need is you or yourselves. Your lives are a letter written in our hearts. Everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. Clearly, you are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter is not written with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. It is not carved. It is carved not on tablets of stone, but on human hearts. Here's verse 4. Here's verse 4. I really want you to hit. This is what I wanted to hit. Verse 4. <clears throat> and we are confident of all this because of our great trust in God through Christ. It is not that we think we're qualified to do anything on our own, but our qualification comes from God. He has enabled us to be ministers of his new covenant. This is a covenant not of written laws, but of spirit. The old covenant ends in death, but under this new covenant, the spirit gives life. The title of today's message is I Am. Somebody say I Am. And it's going to sound like a self-help message because every point starts with I am, but I'm not a big self-help guy. And if you're not careful, you can come to church and think that we preach self-help. We don't. We preach Jesus can help. And there's a big difference between Jesus can help and self-help. The problem with self-help is yourself is listening to you trying to help yourself. And yourself will call you out on all the stuff that you're telling yourself because yourself knows that ain't true. I don't know if you've ever seen a self-help book. It's like, look in the mirror, and I want you to repeat seven times, I am a success. I am uh, not a fear. I am strong. I am bold. The problem is, as you proclaim that over your life, yourself, the self that's been with you since you've been yourself, the self that's been with you since you've been two, 22, 32, 42, he's like, that sounds good, but I know you because I am you. And the truth is, you can say that in the mirror all you want. Uh, you are not that. Uh, just remember what happened two days ago. You know what I'm saying? You you are not a courageous, you are a coward. You know, you, you are not a success, you are a failure, all right? You are not winning, you just got a, a, a traffic ticket. Like, you're losing. In every definition, you're losing. And, uh, and the difference, what Christians have, we have something bigger than self-help. We have Christ help. And it's the same thing. We can say, I am, but we don't say, I am, because of who we are. We say, I am, because of who Christ is. Yeah. It's like self-help, but it's a lot stronger because myself has no defense for my declaration. When I say that Jesus is this, myself has no answer for that. When I say that God is good, myself has no answer to that. He goes, yep, he's good. And so now I am good because God is good. Because what? Because he lives in me. All right, and so we've got three points today, but I am not preaching any of them. Come on, yeah. We've got three guest speakers with us today. I want to introduce them to you. This is a little thing we call seven on three, seven on three. 
And uh, I want to introduce them to you. Uh, the first speaker we have today has a, a, a very special place in my heart because he gave birth to me. My dad is going to be helping us preach today. Come on, Freddie Vasquez. Mr. Freddie Vasquez. Come on. Y'all didn't know this was my dad. Now you know. You come here, dad. Come here. This is my dad. And uh, yeah, you know where I get my looks from. Come on. Love you, man. Love you too, man. It's good, good dad. Good, good. You're a good, good father. So <laughs> you are. Uh, second, uh, spe- it's an honor to be able to do this with you, man. Um, he, he moved from Tampa to Orlando to help us start the church four years ago. Him and my whole family. Whole family. Uh, our second guest speaker, uh, she is an a entrepreneur. She is a boss lady. She's an inspiration to me and my family, and she's a good friend of our family as well. We've known her for a couple of years now. We have got Miss Polly Payne in the house. Come on, Polly. Polly, we're so grateful for having you. Today is a big sacrifice for you. Tonight's a big sacrifice for you to be here. For those who don't know, Polly is the founder and owner of an amazing company called Horatio Printing. They make some of the most beautiful, some of the most effective Christ-centered planners uh, that you can find. Uh, if you're getting ready for your new year in 2020, honestly, I don't think of, I don't know of a better planner that I could recommend to you. I want to encourage you to go to her website. It's HoratioPrinting.com. Horatio with a C. H-O-R-A-C-I-O, printing.com, and uh, you can order her planners there. Tomorrow, she's hosting an epic dream planning party in Lakeland. She's got women from all over the country flying down to Lakeland. That starts at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning in Lakeland, and she's with us tonight. Uh, Just want to invest, so thank you so much. And finally, the last person who's going to be bringing it down today, he's 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 my best friend, and I'm glad that I get to introduce him as such. Uh, and, you know, all y'all who have, like, three best friends, you ain't got three best friends. That's not how it works. Can't have three best friends. I hate when people tell me that. They're like, this is my best friend, John. The next week, I meet the best friend, Tom. And I'm like, I'm like, Tom, there's somebody you need to meet. <laughs> he is cheating on you, Tom, with somebody named John. I met him last week, and he said the same thing. And, uh, and uh, this is, you guys know him. His name's Charlie Chuck Rosario. Come on. So, all right, so the reason why we call it seven on three is because each of them has seven and only seven minutes to preach. And we've got a timer on the clock behind us. Each speaker has seven minutes. If they exceed the seven minutes, they get the horn if they exceed the seven minutes. And, uh, and so we're going to make sure that uh, they're on time. We've got our sound guy ready to go. Here's what I need your help doing. Listen, the reason why we have three people preaching is, number one, I want to be able to bring the word from three different perspectives. Number two, um, I want you to know that you can be a minister too. The whole scripture was about you being a minister. Uh, and so, uh, and so I, I'm, I'm excited for it. It's going to be good. Are you ready, Mr. Vasquez? All right, here we go. And the clock starts now. God bless you folks. Amen. I was about to say, let's get this party started, but this party started a long time ago. Amen. All right. So today I'm going to talk to you about, I am alive. I am alive. You are alive. We are alive because God's got some purpose in your life. He's got something for you to do. He's got something for me to do. Amen. And I'm going to read a verse. Where'd it go? All right. I'm going to read a verse right here. 
From Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2 chapter 10 says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ from Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for you. Which God prepared in advance. And there's two things that I want you to get from those verses. One, God created you. You are not a mistake. You are not a mishap. It doesn't matter how you came to be. The fact is that God made you and God prepared a purpose for you. All we got to do is find it. All we got to do is find it. The next thing is that he has a plan for you. He has a plan and a purpose which he has put together from before time, before you were born. He already knew what you had to do. And that's why you're here today. Not because it was an accident. Not because you just happened to pop. You just, bloom. you're here now. You weren't. No, that's not what it's about. God created you and made that plan and that's why you are here. Okay, and when God has a purpose in your life, there's no power on earth or anywhere else that's going to take that from you. God gave it to you. God created it for you, and you are about to receive it. If you haven't already, if you don't know what you're going to do, maybe tonight you can find out what it is that you need to do. So let me tell you how I know for a fact that God has a purpose in my life, always has. So from day one, God has always had a purpose in my life. And I know that because of this that I'm about to tell you. When I was an infant, an infant, my dad tried to throw me into the trains because I was crying too much. Some guy comes out of nowhere, grabs me from his arms and saves me. Out of nowhere, when I was about 10 years old, I fell three stories, three stories through a shaft, got up and walked away from it. Got up and walked from a three-floor strike, uh, fall. When I was 12 years old, my dad beat me till he thought I was dead. When he stopped hitting me when, I, when he thought I was dead, I was actually unconscious. But here I am today. Here I am today. At age 23, I got held up at gunpoint, and here I am today. At age 27, I got connected to electrical wire, almost got electrocuted, almost. The only reason I'm here is because the wire actually burnt before I could get electrocuted. So here I am today. And at age 29, I got hit by a van and thrown 20 feet through the air and another 10 after I hit the ground. But here I am today because God's got a purpose in my life. Amen. And the one thing other than that that has made the biggest impact in my life is what I'm about to tell you now. When I was about 31 years old, I was driving through the New Jersey Turnpike about to go over the George Washington Bridge, and I literally heard an audible voice that said, get off the highway and get gas. And I looked around, what the? But I was alone in the car, and I was about to ignore it. I started to drive again. I drove about another 10 feet, and I get off the highway and get gas. I looked at my gas tank. My gas tank is halfway full. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? But I'm getting off, that's for sure. So I got off. I go to the gas station. I get off at the gas station. I get out of my car. When I get out of my car, my tire on my car explodes. Boom! I was like, what? So I stand there. I'm looking at the tire. I'm looking at the car, and I start to laugh. I just start to laugh and laugh and laugh because I knew that my God had just saved me again. God is good, man. All the time, God is good. And God is not finished with me yet. Amen? So what is your purpose in life? What is it that God has for you? So let's read in Romans 14, 
chapter 12, 4 to 8. I'm not going to read it, but it tells you that the body is created of different parts. You can read it. The, the Bible tells you that the body is created of different parts. And each part has a specific function. Every one of you is a part of the body of Christ. And every one of you has a purpose in that body and in Christ. God brought you here, not by coincidence, because he has something for you to do. And this place here, Journey Church, is the perfect place to be. Because we got plenty of things for you to do. There's so many different groups and so many things that you can be a part of and do your little part in Christ. Amen. We are created to know God, for God's glory, to praise God, to grow in the fruits of the Spirit, to spread the gospel, to use the talents that God has given you. Use your talent. Don't minimize what God has given you. If every one of us were to say, well, I really want to preach, but I'm not going to preach because I'm not J.J. Vasquez. Well, you don't have to be J.J. Vasquez. You just have to be you. And somebody will listen. Somebody's got something to hear from you. You know why? Sometimes the littlest words will reach somebody's heart. Not everybody is going to make everybody get saved. Somebody's going to plant the seed. Somebody's going to water it. And somebody's going to reap the harvest. But the biggest thing is that you reach somebody and that somebody gets to heaven. That's what we're here for, to bring somebody to heaven. Find your purpose. Do the best that you can do with your ability so that God will use you in whatever little bit it is. Do your part. Amen. Okay, I think you won. Okay. Does it just start over again? I mean, I'll take those 35 seconds. Okay. I am courageous. I am courageous. And I think growing up, I was always a little bit more on the confident side. If I had to, time to tell you my whole story, you'd probably say, wow, Polly, you're really courageous. You did all these things. You moved off to New York. You moved off to London. You started your business. Um, and that would sound on the outside like I am courageous. Honestly, I'm just a little bit impulsive. My mom, my mom would say I'm rebellious because um, I like to say yes to life. I, don't, I have a lot of FOMO. Anybody else still with FOMO? Like, I just want to say yes. And um, there's a big difference between being worldly confident and being godly confident. And it wasn't until I stepped into godly confidence that I truly stepped into true courage. Worldly confidence is where we're really trying to prove ourselves. I am smart. I am capable. I can do it. I can move off to that big city. I can get the job, you know. And it's all about performing and trying to show that you're worth value. Whereas godly confidence, it's where you are vulnerable and obedient, and then you trust God for the outcome, even when you don't understand it. And it's not until you step into that that you can really be truly courageous. So I want to be vulnerable with you guys for a minute and tell you a story. Recently, I went to Salt Lake City, Utah for a conference for my job. I got uh, swindled into buying a booth at this huge expo. It was 20,000 women got together over their love of Pinterest, so all things Pinterest. 20,000 women, 400 booths, I'm one of the booths. I get there, I'm so pumped, I brought all my planners, I've laid them out, I'm so excited. And let me tell you, 
I have never faced so much rejection in such a short period of time to my face. I mean, I know people don't all use planners. I get it. But, like, I don't hear about it as much as I did when 20,000 women walked past my booth. I mean, I had people walk by. They're like, oh, who uses a planner anymore? Or, like, that's nice, but, like, I would never use it. You know, and I'm like, I'm right here, guys. Like, I can, I can hear you. Um, and we probably sold, like, 50 planners. And I thought it was going to be a lot better, I'll be honest. And the last day, about two hours till it was over, this woman came up to my booth, and she's looking around, and she's looking at it, and she's like, oh, well, I think I might get some for my daughters. How, how much is this? What can you give me for a deal? I was like, you know what? I'll give you a great deal, half off, $20. She's like, is that the lowest you can really go? And I had that pit, you know, like, uh, you know, and I'm thinking about shipping all the stuff back, and I'm like, you know what? $15, and that's like so low. And she's like, mm, okay, okay, what else you got, you know? And then she asks my friend, do you use the planner? And she's like, yeah, I love the planner. Uh, I used it for the last three years. It's super great, great Christmas gift. And then she looks at me and she goes, do you really use the planner? And I looked at her and I said, yes, I created it. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I think she thought I worked for Horatio. She didn't know I owned the company. And in that moment, I just started to kind of well up. Like, my eyes started to water. I got that, that hot feeling in your, in your gut when you're just rejected. And in that moment, I felt, God, he's so good. He said, you're so much better than this, Polly. Your value is not how you feel right now. I don't know who needs to hear that, but your value is not how you feel right now. And as I was repeating this story out loud preparing for this message I was saying it out loud and I said God whenever the woman says do you really want to do you really use this I felt like God said Polly that's how I feel about my children we look at God and we say God do you really want to use me do you really see me do you really love me and he's like yes I created you like why why would I create something I wasn't going to use the way you're designed so uniquely, the way your mind works, the way your heart breaks, the way you, you know, can handle stuff or not handle stuff, every little thing about you is on purpose for purpose. You have so much more value in you than you even realize. And so my heart for you this year for 2020 is that you can step into 2020 with godly confidence, trusting him even when you don't understand it for the outcome, and be able to step into that year with that courage true courage that comes from godly confidence and not worldly confidence where you're trying to avoid fear of failure or you're trying to just prove yourself in performance. Um, that's really my hope for you. Come on. Time, please. Oh, I don't? Okay. Hi, I'm worthy. I am, I am. I am worthy. My bad. I'm worthy. My name is Charlie, but I'm worthy. Um, have you ever been doing so good at your job that you're like, man, I'm killing it. Like, you know, you're doing so good not to toot your own horn, but toot, toot. You know, you know like, not, you're doing so good that friends come to you and they're like, hey, I have the same position you have, but you're doing so much better. What are you doing? You know, like that. Like, you're doing so good that you're like, oh. Something bad's about to happen. Like, you feel it in your innards. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's about to go down. Something 
is going to happen. That's exactly where, about, where I was about a month and a half ago. You see, I'm a construction manager for, uh, for a big home builder. And uh, to make a long story short, my manager gave me this home, home site. 278. Yes, I'll remember it for the rest of my life. You'll see why. Um, so basically, he gave me the house. The homeowner wanted uh, daily updates against company policy. My manager tells me, hey, block him. I block him. Then I go away to the trip in India. Two months and less than 20 seconds. That's exactly what happened. So I come back from this, from this uh, trip in, in India, and uh, that's, just, that's when everything just went like downhill. Because sometimes when we do great things for God, we're oftentimes faced with the greatest uh, hardship. But that's another message. Um, so basically what happened is that the, the homeowner wanted something. Uh, we couldn't give it to him. So my manager was like, hey, I'm black. I'm sending this text. Bam. I send it to him. Uh, I forgot to block him. So he calls me. And what begins to happen is uh, there's a barrage of words and insults and uh, of course, laced with some colorful words. Um, and he said, you know what? None of this would be happening if you weren't so useless. And I was like, you know, I'm going to hang up this phone call because I, I just don't want to talk to you no more. Um, so he just continued. And then he said, you know, my house is not moving the way that it's supposed to. When I mean moving, it's not being built the way that it's supposed to because you're incompetent and you're worthless. And, you know, when I get nervous a little bit, sometimes I kind of like stutter. Uh, I don't know if I've done it now, but I kind of like stutter a little bit. So I was like, oh, man, you know, this guy's really laying it on me. So I stutter. And then he says, he makes fun of my stutter. And he, and he calls me the, the racist word for a Spanish person. To which I said, I wish you would come say that to my face. I kid you not. It's, it's a true story. It's funny because it's a true story. Come say that to my face. And... Uh, <laughs> It was at this time that I knew I was about to get fired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I knew it. It was going to happen. It was, it was, it was. And uh, a few days later, that is exactly what happened. And the truth of the matter is that I'm not mad that I lost my job. What continued to echo in my heart and in my mind was that I was useless, incompetent, and worthless. But when I look at the Bible and I look at Psalms 139, 13 through 16, but I'm only going to read 13 and 14, it said, For you formed me in my inward, I mean, I'm sorry, for you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. So instead of letting that echo in my heart, I was letting words from somebody echo in my heart. So I'm trying to ask you, what is echoing in your heart? That is not something that God has said. So if this doesn't convince you, what about the stories from the Bible when God uses worthless, what people seem, deem as worthless for worthy causes? You look at a Joseph sold into slavery, then thrown into jail, but God saw him as worthy and put him to lead a people. You look at Moses, a stutterer, a murderer. He was supposed to have died when he was a child. But God uses what somebody deemed worthless for a worthy cause. 
You look at a David, the youngest of them all, a shepherd. He killed the giant, and he was anointed to be king. And you look at this dude. Nothing good came out of Bethlehem. He was a carpenter's son. They deemed him worthless because he didn't come in a horse with an army. And he died the death that I should have died. A worthless death so I can be worthy. So if the words that are in Psalms when he says, hey, you're wonderful, you're marvelous, don't echo in your mind. Look, at in the, look in the biblical records of what is said of how God uses worthless men and women for a worthy cause. For this I know I'm worthy. Come on, give it up for all of our speakers tonight. Amen. Thank you, guys. You can have a seat. You can have a seat. Amen. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come up. I'm going to ask everyone to stand on your feet as we wrap up tonight. And I want you to play really close attention to me. Give me, give me your attention really quickly. Because if this is your first, first Thursday, I just want to give some instructions. I'm going to do a prayer. Then I'm going to say amen. When I say amen, that is our dismissal. It's very important because I understand that it's a weekday. Families have school, kids, uh, obligations in the morning. And so, but because this is First Thursday, we don't like to rush what God's about to do here at this altar through a prayer and encounter with his presence. So I'm going to pray. When I say amen, you're free to go home. And, and God bless you. And I'll see you Sunday for Celebration Sunday. But when I say amen, if, if in your heart you have been feeling because a lot of people hear what they're talking about and they go, you know, I know that to be true, but I don't really feel it to be true. And I think it's a dip because it's a difference between knowing about and knowing. I don't know if you catch that. You know, it's easier in, in, a, in multiple languages. They have two different words for the same word. In Spanish, for example, there are two words for the word know. We got one word that means when you know about somebody. So like you can know about my wife by just going on her Facebook. You can know what her favorite foods are. You can know that her favorite color is teal, that her favorite singer is Lauren Hill. You can learn about her fashion sense and all that. You can know about her by going on her Facebook. But just because you know about her doesn't mean you know her. You don't know her like I know her. I know her because I've, 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 we have new share intimacy. We've been at the encounter. And God is the same way. You can read about him in a book your whole life, but there has to come a moment in your life where you encounter him. Moses had that experience at a burning bush. Jonah had it at the well. Paul had it on the road to Damascus. It, the, the 120 believers had it on the day of Pentecost in an upper room when the Holy Spirit came down. Now, encounter doesn't mean sensationalism. It doesn't even mean charisma. Encounter means, God, I want to know you in a personal way. And I believe that that happens through prayer. And that's what the prayer team is here for. We want you to leave this place today with this knowledge on a deep level that I am, you fill in the blank, accepted, successful, worthy, alive, powerful, whatever your blank is, you are that in Jesus. And knowing about it in the book isn't enough. You got to encounter it, and I want to give you that opportunity to do so. So when I say amen, one more time, it's our dismissal, so you can go home and, and nobody's going to judge you or deem you less spiritual because you had to go get your kid ready for school. But if you want, when I say amen, this altar is open. Our prayer team is ready. We want to pray for you to have that encounter with God so that you can know that part of him in a very special way. Are you with me? Say amen.
All right, well, bow your heads, close your eyes. Let me pray for you. The moment I say amen, you can go home or you can come to this altar where, where our team is ready to just pray for you. We're going to put our hand gently on your shoulder and we're going to declare God's goodness over your life. You're going to meet, you're going to have an encounter tonight with the power and presence of a living God. Father, we love you. You are amazing and you are awesome. Those who brought the word today. We hope you've enjoyed this message and we would love to hear your story and how this ministry is changing your life. Please email us at amen at journeyorl.com. And if you would like to support financially, you can give online at journeyorl.com give. If you're in the area, join us on Sunday for the full experience. Have a blessed week.